Hi guys! Welcome back to Connect Through Beauty. Merry Christmas! Oh my gosh, it's my favorite time of the year. I just love this week so much. The salons are just full of energy, like so much amazing energy. You know, just like standing in the middle of a salon around Christmas time is just amazing. I love it. There's just nothing like it. It's my favorite time of year for sure, but I do want to I do want to kind of like touch on something that always weighs on me around this time of year. Not everyone really looks forward to this time. And sometimes it can really weigh on people. So, definitely check in on your friends. You know, make sure they're okay. Make sure everything is is good. I always think about that and and just make sure, you know, all your friends are doing well and in a good mindset, right? So just remember that. And again, Merry Christmas. Enjoy it with your family. I hope that you guys have a fantastic one. This episode is so good. It is with Gino Stampora and him and I had such a great conversation. I know that you guys will love it. So listen in and enjoy. So many beauty professionals just forget that we have an opportunity to create an experience every 45 minutes, every 30 minutes, every hour. And I think today it's a really great time for us because people are looking to build a, a lasting loyal relationship. You know, they want the right person. Yep. Absolutely. You have to come to the realization of COVID and having been through three years of being stuck in the house, having been through all the things that everybody's gone through, people are thinking different and acting different. I think really one of the main reasons that they spend more time in the salon is they want to get out of the house. They want to get away from the stress. And I would always say to my staff that it's so important for us to create an environment where a guest can come in and forget about the world. They can come in and they can really, they can live in our world for a little while and they can get away from the stress and away from all the crap that they have to put up with at home. And they can just play, pretend, have fun, you know, and have the added confidence of knowing they look their best. You know, I mean, I have a, I have a lot of friends that, that when they look at their appointment books, their favorite appointment is, oh my gosh, I have to go to the salon on Thursday. It's going to be so much fun. And they get to see all of us and we're mm-hmm. all dressed differently and have a different look. And there's a lot of creativity that goes on inside a, a bustling salon, you know? And I think that, I think they like that. But, but I do think that a lot of beauty professionals don't pay enough of attention to how do we create that experience? You know, how do you how do you lock a client in? And and you mentioned something great right in the start. You mentioned value. And I think that so many beauty professionals, they don't look at the concept of how do we find a way to not just provide value, but how do we exceed the customer's expectations? And how do we exceed those expectations every day? all day long and you know there there's a lot of little tricks that i've learned over the years from friends that that i have admired that i've said you're one of the most consistent hairdressers i know how do you do that and one of my friends said i pretend it's the last client i'm ever going to be with every time i'm with one and i thought wow that's a really great idea because if you thought about this could be my very last haircut you'd certainly be a lot different about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and then, absolutely. Then I, I had another friend up in Boston and I asked her and she said, I tried to convince myself that I'm giving people a $500 haircut for $78. And she said, that makes me feel like if it was a $500 haircut, how would you how would you treat your guests? And how would you greet them? And what would you talk to them about? And this is great because when you and I were talking and you talked about... Uh, I want to do something on the customer experience. I thought I'm probably more skilled and versed in that aspect than anything else I do. And 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 on a personal level, I've learned how to give great customer service because I knew my work wouldn't do it alone. I was never a great hairdresser. 
So I knew that if it if it was just going to rely on how much they loved that haircut, I was out. They they had to have a different experience in my chair. And and I think trying to teach my staff, I learned that they don't get it sometimes, Ashley. They they don't realize that it starts with knowing what you're going to wear before you leave for work that day. And do, mm -hmm. does it make you feel good? Do you look like the kind of person that's going to give value? You know, it starts really that easy. Like, do you feel good about yourself right now before you walk into the salon? Right. And absolutely. And when you get to the door before you walk in, you have to shed anything heavy, personal. You have to leave outside the door because the price you pay is your personal life becomes greater than your business life. Your personal issues become greater than your work issues. And that should never happen because whenever that happens, it's costing you money. Yeah. You know? I mean, that is just bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like what a simple concept, right? just walk in the door prepared and prepared for everything mentally physically you know every every aspect of how i'm going to you know uh, work 12 hour day right um but something so simple is so hard for most people to just get started there's a great old saying that i use all the time whatever is easy to do is just as easy not to do so people, mm. people have to make a decision. Uh, whenever I have seminars, I always say to my audience, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. That's not my job. I'm here to remind you that the easy things are the things that people overlook and that that's what we have to pay attention to, what we have to focus on. And if you really want to work on, which I can't understand why anybody wouldn't want to work on becoming a master at what they do. Exactly. Because when you become a master at what you do, you never have to worry about job security. You never have to worry about money. You never have to worry about business. You've just achieved a not not being the being the greatest, but you've achieved a mindset where you're going to be the best that you can be every haircut. Every, and I used to say to my staff, look, just be honest with your guest. If, if you don't feel like you're doing a good job, you should say to them, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to give it to you for half price. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. So I'm going to take $40 off, you know, and yeah. we don't have in our world, we don't have that luxury. Right. You know? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So, um, so how do, what are the techniques? Like, what are the things, what are all of the tools that you tell? There's, there's, there's so much. And, there's so much we can learn by the uh, the magnificent service providing companies that have enlightened us, like like the Ritz Carlton, where whenever you ask them a question, uh, it's my pleasure. You know, what can I do to help you? So I think you've got to focus on dialogue and increase your. If we could, basically, let's go backwards for a minute. Let's start right from the beginning. First, I think you need to look your best before you go to work. Yes. And I think people need to really look at themselves and say, the way I look right now, what is that portraying to a customer? Do they see value? Do they see someone who's interested, sincere, courteous, healthy, someone who's clean, someone who's strong, someone who's happy to be there? Once you get past that, when you get to work, you have to look like you like work all the time. You're on stage. So yeah. you have to walk in and look like you love work. The worst thing you can do is go to the front desk and say, do you have Advil? I have a headache. Now, now a client is sitting there thinking, oh, wow, I'm glad I don't have you because you have a headache, right? So, right. so it starts, I think, with looking your best. Secondly, thinking about dialogue. And then thirdly, learn from the things around you. There's a story about Nordstrom's where a guy came in, a lady came in and complained about the tires her husband bought there and the manager actually gave her money for new tires yet nordstrom's doesn't sell tires i was just gonna say what uh -huh. <laughs> but he felt i could i could win a customer for life see great 
a great customer experience. You win a customer for life. You you yeah. you own them, and right. that, and in today's world, that's the place that you want to be. There's a great story about you know the catalog Williams Sonoma. Yes. Yeah. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Williams is a customer service maniac, and they were shooting the cover for a Thanksgiving issue of the magazine, and he came in to look at how it was going, and they were shooting a picture of a turkey. And he decided to taste the turkey. When he tasted the turkey, he said, this turkey is horrible. Stop this whole thing. Somebody make a good turkey. And he said, that, that's, that's the essence of who we are. You know, the turkey's got to taste good. I don't care if it looks good. It's got to taste good, too. It's got to have all of the ingredients. And right. I, I look sometimes at people like that that are that are obsessed and i i constantly would say to my staff back in the day always my favorite question how much is it costing you to think like you think and what if you looked at you have a, a every 45 minute opportunity to really create an experience for the guests so you'd want to then talk about good things talk mm -hmm. about beauty talk about health you know, and get away from talking about yourself or anything. In, in other words, I always look at every salon I've ever been in, I see as a sanctuary. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful getaway for, mm -hmm. for a guest. They, they can run and hide for a little while. They can, they can pretend they're somebody different. They can mm -hmm. spend money and feel good about it. They can have the added confidence of knowing they look their best. So one of the greatest things I've always had, Ashley, is I just love us. And I love who we are. I love what we do. I love the inside of a beauty salon. When I go on vacation, I stop and visit salons and just say hello. I just want to, I want to smell the atmosphere. I want to smell the developer. I want to, I want to yeah. see people making money, you know, and, and mm -hmm. enjoying so much what they do. But you've got to stay focused on that every time, all the time. And, and yes, there's signals and there's, there's, there's key ideas, but it, it's really more of a mindset than anything else. And in, in your mindset, it has to be, mm -hmm. if, if someone's gonna walk through beauty in my hands, I want them to love every bit of the experience. I don't want them to have a moment where they don't love what's taking place. I want them to say, I can't wait to get back to the salon and just be me, just just relax and know that I'm gonna get you know something yeah. wonderful, something wonderful done. So. I, I like to tell people that my goal was always to be my client's dinner story, that that I would make them feel so wonderful about who they were and what they did, that they would go home and tell people about it, that they would say, you need to go there. You need to you need to see this guy, you know, right. and and I often tell people that when I was in my Georgetown salon, 1985, 86, I was charging one hundred and fifty dollars a haircut and and people would bring me their children. And I'd be like, you know what? I can have somebody else cut your child's hair for much less. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. You you have no idea how great you make my son feel. When, when he's with you for an hour, he feels fabulous. Because I would talk to them about their greatness and yeah. about the fact that they could become something. And you almost kind of weave a little story around it. And you, you share that story with them. And then you give them a story to take home. And, and you fill that slot in their mind where you are the beauty professional. Do you follow? Yeah. Oh, I 100% do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I think we all can relate to a place or, you know, the salon or anywhere that you walk into and you leave, like you're just on this high and you can take on the world and to be a beauty professional in this amazing industry. And you're the one that does that to other people is just huge. Yeah. Yeah. However, we are different, not just you and I, but there's a lot of different people in our industry. There's a lot of people that see, uh, I spoke to uh, the uh, Paul Mitchell Academy over in uh, Frederick yesterday, oh, yeah. Temple, and I just looked at the students and I said, do you have any idea what you're getting into? Do you have any idea where else could you find a career where you can make six-figure income mm -hmm. and no one's going to tell you what to wear? 
No one's going to tell you how to look. No one's going to tell you you can't get a piercing or a tattoo. You're going to listen to your favorite music. You're going to have your favorite music on. You're going to be working on people that can't wait to see you. Where else does this happen? So when, when someone says to me they're burnt out or burning out or they don't feel great about beauty, I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. I can't fathom yeah. it. I have always had such not only a love for the the craft, I also have a love for without a love for the guest, I have no one to do my craft on. Right. So I really need to find a way to get that guest to understand. We had a period of time where we used to, and I don't know if you remember, I think it's on maybe my first CDs or maybe even before that on my Audience. I'm sure I have it. <laughs> uh, I, I would talk about taking the time to rate yourself, yep. just to share with yourself, not with a guest. Every time a guest left, you should give yourself a number, say on a one to 10 scale, 10 being you gave the best customer service, one mm -hmm. being you gave the worst. And I think when people do that, they begin to see that if you let a customer leave feeling like a 10, mm -hmm. You don't even give them permission to shop. They don't see the other salons. They, they, they are owned by you. If you let them give you a nine, even a nine, you're saying to them, look around when you go home. Maybe there's someplace better, faster, cheaper. If you let them give you an eight, you're saying, please try someplace else. You know, maybe I'm not really worth the money. It, it's really that easy. I mean, anything mm -hmm. lower than that, the whole industry loses. I mean, how many times I've met women that say, oh, I cut my own kid's hair because I couldn't find anybody to give my kids a great haircut for the money. You know, and people don't realize a large percentage of America do get their hair cut at home by somebody in their family that's not a beauty professional. But if yeah. you can increase that level of value, if you can make a 13-year-old realize, yes, your mom can cut your hair, but if you came to me, you'd be cool. Yeah. If you came to me, you'd look special. You'd look different. You'd really have that, that added confidence, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love that so much because I feel like a lot of people shy away from the value that they, they really do give younger kids that walk into the salon. Oh, I mean, they give them a, I mean, I remember going to, into the salon when I was little and just feeling like, wow, like these people are amazing. Like yeah, this they're is so just cool. beautiful. Yeah. They're just so cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I want to be that person someday and just, allowing yourself to to feel those feelings that oh my gosh i really do give them an experience right you have Absolutely. to hold on to all of those things like that's what that's what gets you to your next level oh no doubt and that's what keeps you from burnout and that's yeah. that's that can if you do it right that can also become a part of your fulfillment wow look what i do i am important Wow, look at the difference I make. Look at what I've done for some of my clients. And I mean, I see clients that I haven't seen in years all the time. And they'll say, you yeah. gave me the best haircut, the best color, the best work. And I would always laugh and say, please know one thing. What we had was a great time. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done a great haircut or a great color. I've never really been that good. And I just tell them, I mean, if I loved my client enough, I would say, why don't you think about going to somebody else? But you know, you know what, in my salon, but you know what yeah. I learned, Ashley, mm -hmm. no one can compete with the way you make a customer feel. No one, mm -hmm. no one can compete with feelings. So feelings have a lot to do with creating the ultimate client experience yeah. you know and everything you talk about and and this is what they overlook it it's it's a package that creates an experience from mm -hmm. how you look to how you act to how you sound to your facial expressions your body language your jewelry the clothing that you wear how you discuss things with your client what you talk about what words you choose to use you know how visual you are about oh you want a bob did you want it here you want it here you know how yeah. do you want everything right down the line and even then taking responsibility for other people in your company like if you're great but your shampoo girl gets somebody soaking wet, it's not a good experience. Right. You know, I, what I often use as an example, because I think we've all done it, you've gone to a great restaurant and yep. 
you're you're going to have a great meal and your waiter comes over and and she's terrific and she gives you a great meal the food is delicious you have an extra drink you have a glass of wine you're loving everything it's just it's wonderful then you realize you need to go and you need to pay the bill and you can't find your waitress your waiter and listen i got to go i listen here's my card somebody get my my waitress i i have to go and it takes maybe 5 minutes for her to come that whole experience is dissolved now You're right. it's like damn it i had to get out of there and you weren't there for me you know you weren't there for yeah. me when i needed you so i think people don't realize how vulnerable we are you have to then take responsibility for the cleanliness of your salon of your station of all of your tools your shampoo girl what is your what are the your coworkers talking about what might your assistant be sharing because everything has to do with that which is why i would always say when whenever someone walks in the door everyone should turn to them smile and say welcome you know right. th it's great to have you thanks for yeah. coming yeah. yeah 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 we can chat and talk about all kinds of stuff after absolutely yeah right yeah. i mean you build these amazing relationships with your coworkers and stuff and it really is a like a great team atmosphere but we we really do have to be very 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 cautious of what happens well i think the biggest thing is and you know you you, you work for a great company and and you know mm -hmm. uh i've i've watched terry turn people that I never thought could make it into superstars you know you've got a nice thing that 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 you do there I think that understanding the concept of team and 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 really supporting each other supporting your coworkers being a little more conscious of what we share and what we do and and the the hardest part is we really have no quality control in beauty the the only quality control you have is right here it's you it's I'm going to get behind the chair and I've I think shared with you before but I share with everyone when I speak that I give 100% and right. often I'll say to them and you probably feel the same way but what might differentiate you and I is I give 100% 100% of the time nothing can get in the way of you and and your mission I mean we were talking about getting together today at one o'clock I actually left my folder of all the things I wanted to talk about today with you at the Paul Mitchell School in Frederick, oh, no. and had an absolute eleven thirty panic attack. I was like, "Shit, where's my folder? How I, I don't even know where's my where's my customer service stuff?" And I'm looking everywhere, and I'm like, "I knew they bombarded me last night, the students." I must have left it on the counter. So I called and said, is it there? It's here. You left it on the counter. So I had a little bit of a meltdown. I thought, wait a minute, I've got this. I, I'm, I'm going to make that. I'm not going to let that make. I don't want that to become an excuse for me to say, you didn't do your all. You didn't give your all. I just, you have to clear it and, and roll. And it's the same thing with, you know, we're always going to have guests we love. We're always going to have guests we like. We're always going to have guests that, that kind of bother us a little bit and then we're always going to have the guests that we wish would never come back that always comes back that if we could be honest we could say to them i don't like you i'll take your money but i don't really like you you know and, and, you dream me yeah exactly i mean sometimes when they leave you're like oh god i need i need pizza you know i need something to to, to bring me back and we learn how to kind of roll beyond that you know and get to the next person you have to be careful that you learn and i think it's even an important lesson in life ashley that people carry stuff that doesn't work for them you, you have to shed that stuff and and just let it go you have to constantly be shedding what's not working and what i used to say all the time is somebody would say i had a bad client kind of gave me a headache drove me nuts i would say let the bad juju go right out with the client don't bring it in the break room. Let it go right out the door. And then the the great thing is you get to start over again on the next guest, right? right. And, and you know, that's the love it. of what we do, you know? I love it. I actually was talking to Terry yesterday, um, or maybe it was the day before, I forget. But he came in with a big bag of clothes and I I start laughing. And I said, Did you clean out your closet again? He cleans out his closet like twice a year. Uh huh. I mean, like, just gets everything, rid of everything. 
And he was like, but it makes me feel so good. And I was, I said, I'm the same way. Like I could, I literally could throw everything out in my house and start over again. Start over uh -huh. again. Uh -huh. and, and it does make you feel good. And it's just, it's literally just what you're saying too, is get it out. Just like yeah. get rid of the stuff that's weighing you down yeah. that doesn't belong here and get rid of it and replace it with something that is more valuable. Absolutely. And you know, <clears throat> it's what people can do with their thinking. If, if part of what you're thinking isn't working for you, then get rid of it and find something you can think about that is working for you to try to make, try to make your, you know, people sometimes lose concept of there's only so much room here in my brain. There's only, only so much I can focus on, mm -hmm. concentrate on, pay attention to. And it, 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 it actually rolls, even that rolls right into customer service. My circle of concern is everything I'm concerned about in my mind. And within my circle of concern is my circle of influence. Mm. And if I can keep my circle of concern clear, like what I try to teach is, if you can't do anything about it, don't allow it in. Only allow in things you can do something about because you want to expand your circle of influence to the point of you can be influential about who you are and what you do. Uh, I play a game with a lot of other educators where we see who can get the most people to go to beauty school. And yeah. no one's ever beat me in 20 years. No one's ever. Oh, I bet not. <laughs> well, you know what? It's because not only do I love us and I love what we do, and I look at me and think, God, if I hadn't fallen into beauty school, where would I be? But I also think that that I, I keep a high level of passion for what we do. And I do think it's the greatest place in the world. And I wow. think if, if you have passion and knowledge, it's easy to pass that on to somebody and say to them, have you ever thought about beauty school for a future? You know, have you ever thought about getting involved in the beauty industry? And I think that when you had mentioned the idea of customer experience, customer service, creating that 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 experience it made me think of uh, of one of my friends who used to teach a class called the five by five and he would talk about your station that five foot by five foot that's your area and when they get there it's got to look a certain way and smell a certain way and feel a certain way and and you've got to instill those feelings upon them you've got to instill the feeling of confidence and the feeling of you're in great hands and the feeling of one of the things i always share is i would always say to my guests you matter to me and your look matters to me i needed them to know and, and it's really what i'm going to talk a lot about in the coming year of shows and wow. that it, well you know what's happening we're all trying to get mentally smarter yeah. and everybody's reading and studying and going on YouTube and going online. And yes, yep. that's important, but where's the heart? Yeah. You know, where, where is mm -hmm. your, heart? put your heart to work. Your heart will never steer you wrong. Put your heart at that station and realize when you're working on somebody that maybe you don't care for, this is the most important moment to them. How do we make them feel special? How do we learn to love them? And I just told her actually a great story that kind of kind of fits in, but um, we get a limousine occasionally and we take it into uh, Washington, DC and we celebrate and party and drink and then we take the limo back out. We don't do it much anymore, but we used to do it all the time. And I used to get a limo a lot. When I'd get a limousine, I would always invite my neighbor's kids who wants to go for a ride? And I would take all the kids for a ride in a limo. Well, oddly enough, now here's six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. Where do you want to go? Ride past the playground and roll down all the windows. <laughs> and they want to wave to all their friends. I'm in a limo. I mean, on the way back, I would say to them, um, now, which house do you live in? And uh, how do you pick? Do your parents like us? And one girl said, my dad thinks you're weird. And I said, no kidding. I said, show me your house when we drive by. So she pointed her house. I said, okay, thanks. So my first inclination was to go over there and say, so <laughs> your daughter tells me that you think I'm weird. And I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to make this guy love me because mm -hmm. I'm a hairdresser and I, and nobody knows how to do it better than us. So I went over 
Oh, I don't want to say his name. I'm look actually looking over at his house as I'm talking to you. Um, I went over and I said, uh, your daughter is lovely. I wanted to come over and introduce myself. We've never really formally met, but I just had, I had your daughter in the limo and she, she was lovely. She was wonderful. She spoke very highly of you and your wife. And I also wanted to say that, you know, I love your house and your yard. And you do a great job here. You kind of keep it like I keep mine. And he was like, oh, thank you very much. And we shook hands and, and I made a new friend. Right. And I think people forget that you don't have to be right to win. You know? 1,000%. Yeah. 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 And mm -hmm. we can make friends. And like we've done in the past, we've all had clients that we wondered about, yet they became great clients and we kind of fell in love with them. Yeah. That, should, that should help us add to how do we create this bubble that they get in just with us and then we make them feel and look better than they could ever feel and look before. So I kind of got a little sidetracked and I, I want to love that. I love that. Thanks. It's so true because I feel like um, I feel like we as a society are so quick to think that, well, I have to prove that I'm right. I am right. I'm right. I'm yeah. better. I'm better at this. Yeah. You know, rather than just take a deep breath and be humble and say, right. look, I can choose to either act that way or I can choose to just be myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you let it get to you uh, that you have to be right, you're you're working totally on emotion and not yeah. enough on and not enough on logic. And mm -hmm. I I see that as uh, most of us that are artists, I think one of our greatest challenges is we don't really think before we speak. We don't we th there's a there's a great theory about uh, thinking. There's uh, before the fact thinking, during the fact thinking, or after the fact thinking, right? Yep. We are none of the three. Most artists don't think at all. They just do. You, you, you're inspired and you move right into that inspiration. I'm going to make this happen. When that is purely emotion. And what, yep. what, we, what we have to learn how to do is mix some logic in. Is this a good idea? Is this going to work for me? Is this where I should be spending my time? You know, yeah. and if you can just learn how to balance some logic with emotion and what we do a lot of time. And I mean, every, every beauty professional I know will laugh when I say, how many times have you actually found yourself lying to a guest and you saying to you, you're lying and you're yeah. saying back to you, you got to go with it. You got to go with, you know, go with the lie. Just keep it going. Or you'll you'll say something and then you'll say to you, oh, my God, what are you talking about? Should you yeah. be sharing this? And all of a sudden you're having a conversation with with the lady in the chair. You're having a conversation with yourself and you're making yourself crazy, you know. And, and yeah. I, I think the greatest thing artists could learn is the importance of before the fact thinking. Mm. Before the client comes. How should I look? How should the station look? How prepared should I look? Before the client comes, what should I share? What should I talk about? How can I instill some inspiration in them? How can I make them feel special and, and make them feel wanted? And, and if we would think some of this stuff through, uh, it makes a difference. If we would think through, will I talk to her about retail? What retail will I talk to her about? And how will I present the retail? If we thought that through, it would make all the difference in the world. You know, when it's yeah. time, when it's time to close, how do I talk about rebooking? How do I explain to the guest? I don't like the word rebooking. I don't like to use that word personally, but I would always say to my guest, it's very important that we set the time aside. Yeah. Six weeks or so from now, you're really going to need another haircut. This haircut won't last for three months. So let's get you on my schedule right now so that there's not an issue. Now, I used to say and do that, Ashley, when I had three clients on the book for the day. Right. You know, once I had 15 or 18 clients, it got a whole lot harder. You yeah. Know? Uh, and then you really had to make sure that you that you did it. Yeah. I hope so that they're out for the year, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, um, you know, how, well, how important do you think it is for, and I kind of already know this answer, but 
a beauty professional to be in that environment as a client? Major important, uh, because we are asked to sell what most of the time we don't buy. Because usually you're going to get, like I've talked about, even with you guys, you we get our work done for free. Mm -hmm. We don't quite see the value that a customer sees because we get our work done for free. We buy products at a discount that right. we personally believe are even too expensive at a discount. How will you ever talk to a guest about that to sell it to them? and get them to understand it's it's really worth the money that that there's a high level of value there that there's mm -hmm. a high level of value in everything so i think one of the greatest things a stylist could do is go get their hair done and pay for it and see the difference of 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 a of a thirty dollar forty dollar eighty dollar hundred dollar haircut and see what it's like when you go to certain places and what it's like to pay for it and what it's like to pay for something you don't even know if you'll if you love or not it's almost like when 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 i was a waiter uh, the first place i ever worked my boss wanted to take us to the best restaurants because in a pizza place you customer services just give me the pizza you know uh, mm -hmm. give us plates and let's get moving but if you dine at a fine french restaurant or you actually dine where they understand fine dining mm -hmm. you learn customer service you learn communication you learn how to create an experience and and one of the things i talk about all the time is with the right words the right dialogue with the right environment you can take a customer way past money money doesn't even matter you can take money out of the equation if you have if you're totally prepared and have the best customer experience it's not about money and everybody knows we've all gone someplace to to eat and looked at the menu and said oh my god this place is expensive yeah. but two hours later you're like wow that was worth it wasn't it that was wonderful you know great food great service and i felt like somebody they made me feel like somebody important you know yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely i feel like that is so important and definitely puts Per, in perspective, you know, what, what your clients go through. Right. Absolutely. And even like sit in your chair sometimes, like, I feel like that's important as well. Like sit in your station, sit there, like look around. Do you exactly. see, is it clean? Is it beautiful? Is it something that you love? If yeah. not, like yeah. you need to do something about that. It's so much fun to do that. And a lot of people don't realize, but you sit in your chair, you swing around and you're like, oh gosh, I can see something over there that needs to be cleaned up or, you know, and you, 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 well, you know what you're doing. You're, you're creating an experience for yourself where you're seeing your business through your customer's eyes. And a lot of beauty professionals don't even know what that means. You know, I think if you ask the average guest, what's it like to come to the salon? They know the whole thing. I go to the front desk and sign in. I sit for a minute. I Somebody takes me back to the shampoo bowl. I get shampooed. I go to the station. I get my hair cut. I go to the front desk. I pay and I go home. <laughs> well, that's the experience. So I look at, in that case, how can I enhance that? Flowers on the front desk, uh, creativity everywhere, yeah. a shampoo person that really cares that's going to talk to them about the mm -hmm. shampoo they're choosing to use, you know, and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I think a lot of it is, you know, you, you can't lose your love and passion for what you do. You mm. can't let it go. Oh, my gosh, no. Yeah. No, um, that's everything. It's so emotional to think about, you know, like, because when I look back, I'm 20 years now, but, and that's a little bit of time compared to so many other people, you know, in our industry, but there's been so much growth within myself because of the industry, because of what I do. And I think that's so important to remind yourself, like you are growing as an individual because of this passion that you've always had, typically ever since you were little. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're like living the dream that you've always thought about. Well, yeah, you're, you're pretty cool, Ashley. And, 
And no, you are. And and you work for a pretty cool company. And um, there's a lot of good momentary mentors there and a lot of good real mentors there. And I think when you have that kind of an environment, you learn that that all growth comes outside the comfort zone and that you can't let your passion down. And you have been on a really nice path, a really nice growth path, which I enjoy. I, I think we all have. And, and when I look at, my God, you know, I'm I'm basically trying to retire, but the fact of the matter is I never could if it wasn't for my customers and all the things I've learned. And not only have I had growth in my in my personal life as a result of 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 reading and 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 listening to podcasts and CDs and you know I was a, a freak for all the motivational inspirational speakers I went to their seminars all the time invested a lot of money in myself but also I learned so much from my clients over the years I learned how to invest and what to invest in and and how to raise a good family and how to be a good father and, and how to be a good partner and, and how to develop trust in a relationship. And I learned all that from my clients. I mean, there, there, there's so much to learn. I feel very, uh, uh, responsible for giving that back to them. You know, if you're going to sit in my chair, I'm going to do a great job and nothing's going to, going to take, take that away. You know, yeah. we're going to make this as great as it can be kind of a thing. And I think that's a big part of the of the customer experience. It's like you have to look at every little thing. And like you said, you have to look at the business through their eyes. You know, mm -hmm. how do they see what you do? And when when you look at how they see what you do, you look at how you can change it. When, when I write my programs early on and you and I, you've been in my audience many times. Yes. I look for what's funny in our industry that, that people haven't announced yet. Isn't it funny to be in the break room and, and watch a new person mix color and they're freaking out and they don't know what to mix. <laughs> and and we know we're all trying to help them. And there's so much humor in, in yeah. what we do. I do. I use that same aspect saying, okay, when I designed my salon, I would walk in like a client. Where, what do I want them to look at first and and how is it going to look where they sit and how is yeah. it going and if you if you really pay attention to the fine detail everything else just falls in place you know what I'm absolutely. saying absolutely yeah. yeah I love that yeah. yes details are so huge and so thought out and so meaningful yeah you have to and mm -hmm. you have to you have to look at it as uh uh the whole the whole story from from start to finish i mean we've been speaking now for about 40 minutes or so the first thing i said was to create an experience it just starts with how you look yeah. because even that is something you should articulate it will have everything to do with how your day goes and your tip and and that i mean that's just a small part of it but that's a part of it it's, it's everything. a huge part of it yeah yep. it is i mean i you always said how do you feel in your best outfit? Like right. your your favorite outfit that you put on, how do you feel? You feel great. Yeah. Well, you need to feel that every day because your confidence grows. I mean, if you're in a, an outfit that you just, you don't love and it's wrinkled and it doesn't look good and your hair just isn't right. And you know, that really lowers that confidence level tremendously. And it lowers your ability to sell. And it lowers your ability to communicate effectively and it lowers your tip. So how much is it costing you to look like you like, like you look? And what I always say is everyone has something in their closet that they put on and go, yes, I look terrific. Awesome. And I, I would say wear that every day if you have to. It's right. This was my third shirt for our Zoom. I had a, I had a shirt on this morning and I caught myself in the mirror and said, no, that, that shirt's not going to work because I'm in my office. I'm in, and, and I have my curtains. I, I had like a floral shirt on. I was like, shoot, it's going to look like a bouncing head on the, you know? So I tried another one on and then I put, I put zoom on and looked and said, nope, that's not, not, not that that's the most important thing, but it's, it's, important. it's important to our viewers. It's important to me. You know, I want to be aesthetically pleasing. And I think, you, you know what a lot of people do, Ashley, they overlook the simple things that they can do that could mm -hmm. make a drastic difference in their careers. And they try to search for the big things. Yeah, I totally agree. That's where I, I think, um, that will, I want you to totally dive into that. Like we, I know we only have a little bit more time. Yeah. So 
what do you think are the top three easiest things that people can start doing today to just start feeling more confident and you're, you, you start your day today doing these three things, you're going to be, um, you're, you're going to see your whole uh, career grow. I love it. I love it. What a beautiful place to go. I think, first of all, take responsibility for how you look and take it much more seriously. Don't just try to look cool or don't just try to look. Have a full-length mirror. And when you look in the mirror, say, is this how I want to be received? Mm -hmm. Because everything can and will send a message. Your clothing, your jewelry, your hair, everything. Everything sends a message, not only to your guests, but to the world. So how do you want to be perceived by others? That's how you want to look. And if you want to make more money, dress up to the kind of money you'd like to make. If you want to make $100,000 a year behind the chair, Go someplace where people are making $100,000 a year and look at them. What do they eat? What do they drink? What are the music they listen to? How are they dressed? And really take responsibility for your, your clothing mm -hmm. and, and what a difference that makes in your jewelry. Because it's not just something that makes a difference outwardly. I mean, like we just talked about, how different are you when you know you're cool? When yeah. you know you're cool when you know you got it, right? Right. I think the second thing would be to really practice engaging in thinking before you speak. Everything mm -hmm. you say, you should ask yourself, is there a better way to say this? Is there a better way to greet a guest? And you have to be very careful because some of us, well, the first time client, we greet them like they're gods and goddesses. They're there for the first time. The second time client, uh, it's pretty close. The third time client, you're like, oh, there they are. Okay, good. Yeah, go ahead back. You know, and all of a sudden we take for granted that they're ours. In today's world, you can't take anything for granted. So no. you have to think before you speak and you have to look at what's the greatest way to greet a guest? How do I instantly instill confidence and relaxation? How do I let them know that? You're in the right hands. You're in the right place. You matter to me. I'm looking forward to our time together. You know, mm -hmm. how do you find the words that make them oh, take a deep breath and okay, I'm safe. You know, I'm in a safety zone, in a safety place. And then the third thing, and this is the hardest, but I think people need to realize, get out of your own way. You know, what are you doing to grow? Uh, what are you holding? Why are you holding yourself back? You know, I'm so funny yesterday talking to the students and it's something I always do, but kind of feel like it's my job to remind people, this is your life. Right. Your life is flying by. This is your life. <coughs> Excuse me. And I? I think the greatest question is, what can I do to enhance my life and career and make them more rewarding? Yeah. And the reason I say that is generally, generally, life sucks. <laughs> generally, most days are right. shit. Generally, right. people that you love shit on you. Generally, mm -hmm. friends that you have let you down, do things wrong. Generally, not every day, not all the time, but however. Right. If you want to lead an exciting life, if you want to have an exciting career, how do you, what do you do to enhance your life and career and make them more rewarding? You know, I tried to explain one time to my kids. I try to unfold my life one day at a time. I try to look at, like, for instance, customer service, you know, uh, client experience. I'm Italian. We're all about creating experiences. I try to create an experience, but Christmas is coming. I just created a Thanksgiving experience for my family. I needed it to be special. I need mm. Christmas to be special. I love to decorate. I love to do things. I want the house to smell like pine. I bring in little pieces of trees and and I love it. Oh, I just I love that. And 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 I think that that there should be. I always think of a Christmas drink because all my kids now are grown up. Uh huh. I think of a Christmas alcoholic beverage we can have, maybe yeah. a, a hot cider, you know, with yeah. rum. Or I've always I I chop and myself and bring up enough wood that I can burn both my wood fireplaces all day long for ambiance. 
you know, mm-hmm. it try, and, and, and my daughter said one time, you know, it, it, it's so nice to come to your house. We, we have a really good time. I said, well, you should, because I planned two months ahead. Do I have enough of wood? We'll burn a fire. What movie will we watch as a family? What are great family movies that we can watch? One year, my wife and her sister weren't getting along, and I got the family stone. And I made oh, them. I love movie. that movie. The next thing you know, they're hugging and loving and kissing. And, you know, a good movie is creatively can make you realize, you know. Yeah. So even that is about, you know, creating an experience. And sometimes we yeah. just, we overlook all that and we almost take for granted, well, the client's going to like their haircut. So they're going to like me. So they're going to come back, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't really work that way. No, so, you're absolutely right. I think in enhancing your life and career, make them more rewarding. Look at what's missing. Do I need to put my life in perspective and realize that I'm luckier than I think I am? Uh, mm-hmm. Do I need to just put put my life a little bit more in order? I tell people that live in chaos that uh, I lived in chaos for nearly 30 years of my life. And then I learned organization. There's a place for everything. I no Mm -hmm. longer waste time looking for my keys. I know exactly where they are. You know, I don't waste time looking for a a special shirt. I know exactly where it is. And it's important. I loved loved when you said that on on your CD. I remember listening to that. How much time do you waste looking for your keys? I'm like, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful because then you can take that time and you can read or study or just reflect or meditate or just think about, you know, what can I do to get to the next level? You know, uh, I say all the time that the last question I ask myself every night is, what is it I don't know that if I did know would make a difference in what I'm trying to become? I love it. What's missing? How do I, how do I fill that gap? And all of our gaps are different and all of our gaps change all the time. I mean, now I'm trying to slip into a a little bit of retirement. So I'm trying to fill the gap of where do you get extra money if you need it? And how do you figure out all your medical bills and stuff? And, you know, it's a (laughs) whole new, like a array of things, but, but I think everybody's got that, that you have to look at it and say, okay, what is the gap that I need to fill right now? And, and, you know, I just got done saying to a friend of mine, trying to grow. And I said, if you're trying to grow, don't spend a lot of time on your strengths because Mm -hmm. Your strengths are things that you already have, you like, undoubtedly. Right. Spend time on your weaknesses. Your strengths will strengthen themselves because you like them. If you look at your company, the greatest haircutters, when they go to a show, they go to the haircutting classes. The greatest colorists, they go to the color classes. Sometimes if a hairdresser wants to be a better colorist, then you have to move away from cutting and go to a color class. You know, you have to, you have to get out of your comfort zone and grow a little bit. So I, I, it's so hard to get people to understand that we're all smart enough. We are nobody. You, you can't exist in America dumb. It's not going to work. So, so you can't say to yourself, well, I'm not dumb. We're all smart enough. And, and the reality is we're all beautiful people. We all are. I don't care if you're a hundred pounds or 500 pounds. If you're four foot tall or nine foot tall, we're all beautiful people. And then mm-hmm. the hardest thing to explain my, my dear friend, Scott Massad, great mentor, great beauty guy, ran Redkin, ran a yeah. lot of different companies. Scott said to me one time I was going to do a presentation and he said, do it and make yourself feel like you felt when you were four years old. And you had a Batman t-shirt on. Oh my gosh. And I looked at him and I was like, amazing. Because when amazing. I put that coat on at four years old, I thought I was Batman. Right. I loved, I loved me. I could do anything. I could accomplish anything. I could fly. You know, mm-hmm. now what happens at 34 that you doubt yourself? You never doubted yourself when you were four. You're just living with the assumptions of other right. people. And you're letting right. them in. And it's affecting who you are and what you become. So absolutely, a good part of, of learning is it helps you shut that down. You mm-hmm. shut it down and you get into something else, which is why I said to people all the time, get my CDs and just learn to speak the same language as me and you'll make more money. They're, undoubtedly, you'll feel better about who you are and what you do. 
you know, it, it wasn't, it, I didn't do them just to make money. I did them because I love my industry. And I, and I know that if someone like me, I have no talent at all. If I can make it be successful, how can anybody fail in this industry? Come on. Yeah. I, I know. I, yeah. I mean, I totally get it. I, the moment that I started to ask myself, what do I believe in? What are my values? What does Ashley believe in? Not anybody else. What do you believe is right? Once you start like getting that all correct and you are start living your life on purpose in the way that you want to, all these things start to happen and fall into place. And then all of a sudden you attract exactly who you are too. And it's kind of like, oh, this yeah. is really nice. <laughs> oh, I love this. Oh, how cool. That's wonderful. That's yeah. really, really wonderful. Well, you know, I remember, uh, oh gosh, now it's probably been about maybe 30 years ago or so, but I can remember, oh, everything about the moment. I was sitting in someone's salon. I had just done a presentation and I turned my chair and I got a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I just looked at myself and said, this is who you are. This is what you are put here for. This is what you're meant to be. This mm -hmm. is what you do. And all of a sudden, everything about me changed. It, it became, I wasn't out to prove a point to anybody. Mm -hmm. I was out to educate I walked into the school yesterday and sat down in front of everybody and said, ah, my people, they don't yeah. even know that. But I said, but you are my people. This is, this is who I am. This is what I am. And I do believe that, that, that initiates better grounds for success, yeah. you know, that we yeah. take responsibility for who we are and what we do and not mm -hmm. only what we do, but what we could do and what we could become. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I ask people all the time, like, did you ever think about what you could be if you became aware of your complete potential? You know, right. what if you just got into, I'm going to do it. Nothing's going to stop me. That's right. a good place to be. Yeah. And it's like you just talked about, you know, uh, you're pretty cool. You're, you're, you're trying new things. You're stepping out of your comfort zone. You're, you're, you're on the path. And I think once you experience that path of learning, it's like, oh boy, I'm never getting off this path again. Right. Because because the, there's an old saying that says, the more I know, the more I know I need to know. Mm -hmm. So it's the so more true. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like if I don't do something like that fills my cup up every day, yeah. like a podcast or a book or something like that, I am totally missing out. Like, I just feel like a part of me is missing. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because we've chosen the career that we've chosen, you have to take responsibility for filling your cup because you're going to have clients all day long that are going to yeah. empty it out and they're going to intimidate you and they're going to make you question your own ability. And, mm -hmm. and you've got to be the one that constantly takes the time to wait. Yesterday, somebody said to me, God, your, your energy, you're so inspirational and so motivational. I said, stop, stop, stop. Not really. I said, I'm just like you. I'm just, I'm just acting differently. But the reality is, if you want to be motivated, you have to seek motivation. If you want to be inspired, you have to seek. Ins I seek inspiration every day of my life, in 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 crazy ways. I mean, I just watched the Christmas Story story, the remake of the Christmas Story, where oh, all. I See this. Oh, God, it's awesome that all the kids in the Christmas story are adults in this movie. Oh, my but gosh, my husband will love that. Oh, it's awesome. It's on, uh, I think it's HBO Max. Okay. The, the Christmas story story. And, and oh you know God. what, you know what they just did? Uh, have you ever seen Love Actually? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love Actually is another great Christmas. I watch every year. I have about 25 movies I watch every Christmas. Oh, Love me too. Love Actually. My husband, I, I, uh, well, I think every year I start decorating, <laughs> decorating for Christmas earlier and earlier. Me too. Me too. And he's like, "Really? We're doing this now?" I'm like, "Yeah." And we're gonna put all of the all the movies on. And he's like, "I, I gotta, I'll be right back." I well, can't. No, you know why? Before you know it, it's over. Let's try to get two months out of it. Let's I try know, to get two right? Months. I mean, it goes so, so fast. The movie Love Actually. I don't know if you can still find it, but 
a couple nights ago, Diane Sawyer interviewed everybody. It's been 20 years. Oh, wow. So she did a 20-year interview with the entire staff. And oh. that was a great movie. There's a lot of great. So what I do is I look for a tidbit in a movie. What where where I where I get some inspiration? I look for it in a book. Where, oh boy, our time's up. I gotta go. I have something else coming up in a few minutes. I do. I do. I do too. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I love this, and we're gonna do this again. You know what? You're wonderful, and and it's my pleasure. Uh, just let me know whenever you're ready, and yeah, we'll come up with something good. There's a lot to share. Okay. This this is a really nice podcast. Uh, yeah, this was people, awesome. Yeah, people are going to get a lot out of this, and I hope um, we I hope we answered uh, the customer experience for everybody. I hope they get it. Definitely did. You one thousand percent did. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and enjoy your Christmas with your family. You do the same, Ashley. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Please give my best to everybody at the company I will. and let them know I wish them all the best. And I'll talk to you I soon. Will. Thank you. Right. Bye. See you. Bye. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I loved it. I could talk to him and listen to him forever. He's so knowledgeable and funny and very entertaining. So it was really nice to be able to connect with him. So I want you guys to just have an amazing week. Have a great time with your family and Merry Christmas. And I hope that you guys get a chance to pause reflect on the past year and be so grateful for all the things, right? Like there's always something to be grateful for. So don't forget that no matter what you're going through, there's always something good to reflect back on. So enjoy, have a great day and keep staying connected.